Welcome to Boldly Bald Women, surviving and thriving in a hair-obsessed world. If you are grappling with the emotional and social impacts of hair loss, whatever the cause, and frustrated with hot, itchy wigs, this is the place for you. Your host, Pam Fitros, international best-selling author of Boldly Bald Women, guides women on a weekly journey from wanting to hide to becoming courageously bold. Pam herself has alopecia universalis, which has caused permanent loss of all body hair. Listen as she shares inspirational stories and interviews with experts offering insight into recovering self-confidence and reclaiming joy. Now, here's your host, Pam Fitros. When I lost my hair, I was physically healthy. Well, at least I was as healthy as an overweight, middle-aged woman with allergies, arthritic knees, high cholesterol, and borderline diabetes can be. Wearing a wig took care of the outside problem, if you didn't count melting makeup. But inside, a wig-wearing bald woman doesn't ever get to forget she's bald. The sense of unconscious self is erased. Inside, part of you is always aware, always on alert for clues that might suddenly give you away. Casual physical contact became constrained for me. Is my hair on straight? Hugs became minefields of sagging and snagging potential. Anxiety over the condition, position, and stability of my fake hair took predominance in my thoughts, and I got angry, very, very angry, that men could choose to deal with a balding condition by shaving their heads, shining them up, and sauntering into the world to be viewed as sophisticated and virile, while women felt it necessary to hide to be presentable and sexy. I love hugs. I love giving them and receiving them. I love hugs as an expression of caring and connection. I love them as reassurance and encouragement. I love hugs as greetings, as goodbye, as exclamation of joy and excitement. It is said we need four hugs per day for survival, eight per day for maintenance, and twelve hugs a day for growth. I was definitely in growth mode. But when I lost my hair and donned that wig, my hugs turned wiggy too. The slang term of wiggy is excited, eccentric, crazy. The rarer use of wiggy is pompously formal. When I wore that wig, hugs became both crazy and took on an uncomfortable formality. Was the person I was hugging wearing glasses or anything on their ears that might get caught in the fibers of my wig? Did their clothing pose any threat? What danger lay in wait from a benign piece of jewelry? Was my overheated head dripping sweat? It took a high degree of concentration to navigate the obstacle course to give or get a hug. If someone came up behind me while I was sitting in a chair, looking up and back over my shoulders to see who it was, pushed the wig up higher on my scalp. <laughs> it formed a large round on top of my head, as though I'd magically transformed my hairdo into the teased bubble style of the 60s. <laughs> Worse yet, it would start to slip off sideways, and I'd smack the top of my head to ram it back into place. You can imagine how professional that looked, not. I became hypervigilant and protective of my movements. I worked at a retirement home and worried that a bald head might be offensive to or maybe stressful for the residents. My hugs became stiff and formal. It was a really bad case of wiggy hugs. I resented the loss of my spontaneity. People asked, what's happened to you? Are you all right? No, I finally wailed one day. I'm not all right. I've lost my hair and I'm wearing a wig and the stupid thing gets caught on everything and drags around sideways on my head. 
I constantly have to check if it's on straight. I'm sweating like a pig, and I'm getting very hug-deprived and crabby. It's driving me crazy. After a moment of startled silence, one resident shuffled up to me with her walker and whispered into my ear, Then take the damn thing off! She was very hard of hearing and didn't realize her whisper volume was permanently stuck on loud. I looked around. The rest of the women were sagely nodding their heads in agreement. It occurred to me that the people I was most worried about offending were the very ones who would rather have real hugs than fake air. When I got home that night, I took the wig off. That was the beginning of a journey into a whole new world of both introspection and outreach that has led me to a place of genuine gratitude for alopecia. It is not unusual for friends and family to see me doing the Snoopy happy dance, if not with my whole body, at least with a sparkle in my eyes, which is now only enhanced by the shine of my boldly bald head. Whether you are a bald woman or someone who knows or loves a bald woman or child, I invite you to share this journey with me. It has become much greater and more exciting than I ever imagined. There are challenges ahead and stories and laughters and tears and a newly found network of amazing support and camaraderie for those women who, for whatever reason, got off the life train at the same station I did, Bald Boulevard. I'm excited to share the information, insights, tips, and resources for further help offered by the wonderful people you will hear from in the upcoming interviews. It is not necessary for you to follow the episodes in order. Simply pick a topic that appeals to you. Sit back and enjoy. Thank you for listening to Boldly Bald Women, surviving and thriving in a hair-obsessed world. If you've enjoyed this program, please leave a rating and review on iTunes. To find out more about Boldly Bald Women and receive a free gift from Pam, please visit www.boldlybaldwomen.com.